but well, thank God you said Got that. It. So, but we're recording. Okay, we're on the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is Heart God Media with Sight and Sound Productions. Um, I am not your host, but your host is Jesse H S. Um, he's here in front of me with his crazy blonde hair. Say hi, Jesse. Hello. (laughs) All right, start over. What is up, everyone? We got Sean, we got Brian, we got Eric. We had the whole fucking crew this time. Uh, We were talking before this. The Tylers uh, are very excited for the new Scream. They hate Nev Campbell, and they're glad she didn't get paid. And Sean and I are the only ones that are calling out the dog shit. Hell yeah, yeah, brother. One of those things is true that I am I think the the teaser for Scream looked kind of cool. I thought the poster looked cool. I love Nev Campbell and I live for Wes Craven and uh, any other false narratives about myself. Uh whatever Jesse will say is not true. Sean hates women. Just want to point that out. I love women. And I would just like to say Wes Craven is past. We don't know how he would truly feel because he's not with us. So don't use him to prop up your personal feelings. Don't use him to prop film. up your fucking propaganda of these fucking new films. I'm not. I'm saying he's dead. You're he not going to see the Scream? Oh, so fuck Wes. You're not going to see the new Scream? You're not going to see that at all? Yeah, I'm going to stream that shit for free just to fuck him. You don't want to pay, pay You don't want to pay Nav? You don't want to pay... You know what I'm saying? Download it on LimeWire. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for that fucking that floundering piece of shit to hit Peacock in fucking three weeks after it's released. <laughs> when I be, when I be Paramount Plus? Well, whatever the fuck. Easy Chung with your fucking. Judgment. No, I'm not even. I'm not even that mad about them making another one. That's fine. But I think it's funny that they're like Nev's. Like, well, I've been in. I think I should get paid more. I I literally have been the motherfucking face of the motherfucking franchise. And they're like, nah, no, nah, we're not going to pay you. But, yeah, but that's a bullshit producer. It's, it has nothing to do with the writer or director. But the fact, that, the fact that no one else involved fucking stood up for her, they're, they're all... under contract. Doesn't matter. You can still fucking stage a protest, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But I mean... Sydney's you know what I stories. love when... You know what up. I love when we're all together? Shit's just always off the rails, and I love it. <laughs> just want to point that out. We went from zero to 60. People listening are like, what is happening? <laughs> well, we're discussing Scream. The new Scream trailer or teaser just dropped, and we're discussing it. That's all. We're we're passionate. Well, I, some of us are a little bit more passionate about our Scream queens than others, and we'll, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, and we love each other. We're here today. If the Buffalo Bills didn't, if Josh Allen wanted more, more money and the Buffalo Bills refused to pay him, would you stop liking the Buffalo Bills? It depends on where he is in his career. Does he win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, Nev has won. She's won some Super Bowls. You know, she lost in a couple Super Bowls and she won a couple Super Bowls. And now she wants the bank. She wants the bag. Same thing. Same thing with Josh. Yeah, stop. You're not gonna stop yeah, being a Bills that fan. Legacy, need that legacy money. That's not gonna. You won't stop being a Bills fan. That's all I'm saying. I won't stop being a Bills fan. No. But exactly, you can't, you can't equate you can't equate sports to movies, or a sports team to a franchise, a franchise of a sports team to a franchise of a franchise of a, a film. That's true. It's, that's it like being little... like 
that's like being like, oh, that like, oh, you don't fucking like Jeepers Creepers Reborn? You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> All right, it's a little. It is a little. Un, it's an unfair comparison. I agree. What we are here to discuss is episode two of season one, or season one, episode two. Um, Tales from the Crypt, a holiday special, and all through the house. Now, this aired, if I'm not mistaken, they aired a bunch. They aired three Tales from the Crypt episodes. These were three debut episodes on June 10th, 1989. The first one, we got The Man Who Was Death, which is the origin story of the Crypt Keeper. The second one, and all through the house, and uh, Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone. But in all through the house is arguably one of the most uh, beloved episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, coming out of the gate with a bang, this being the second episode. Again, three episodes aired on the first night. Small cast, as most of the Tales from the Crypt episodes were. This comes out June 10th, 1989. We got, obviously, John Kazir playing the Crypt Keeper, of course, legendary. Obviously, this is the first season, so it's that earlier, more like uh, dusty-voiced Crypt Keeper, not like as fully fleshed out and developed into the cackling, crazy, joking uh, Crypt Keeper just yet. Mary Ellen Trainer, who is the fucking mom of moms of the 80s films, and obviously was married to Zemeckis, who Robert Zemeckis is one of the producers. He also directed this episode. Fred Decker wrote this motherfucker. I mean, you could already, we're not even already through, we're not even through everyone yet. And what, what a fucking, how star studded. For sure. I mean, that's Tales from the Crypt's uh, forte with just, I mean, if you go through all the episodes ever, I mean, star studded cast all around. So, you know, I was going to say, when I rewatched this, I didn't realize that Robert Zemeckis directed that. I was like, oh shit, this is really rad. He's directed a couple, and he was the producer. Him, John Silver, Richard Donner, they were all the big reason Tales from the Crypt took off and got the deal with HBO. Like, they are the brain children behind this show taking off. Uh, Mary Ellen Trainer uh, sadly passed away a few years ago. Um, RIP in 2015. Larry fucking Drake, Dr. Motherfucking Giggles, Dark Man, the motherfucker of motherfuckers. Uh, passed away in 2016, unfortunately, at 66. But he plays Santa, the crazy, deranged, psycho, uh, escaped fucking uh, Barlow Street toothed motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and Marshall Bell playing the fucking the husband, aka the the you know, obviously her her second husband, as it were. And we have a little girl named Carrie Ann, played by Lindsay Whitney Berry. Uh, and she was also the kid that got her hoverboard stolen from her in Back to the Future 2. Oh, no shit. Hmm. That's an interesting correlation there. Well, Zemeckis, I mean, there's right. so much there's so much tie over and like Mary Ellen Trainer, and you know, obviously. She was in the Lethal Weapon films. This show, this episode was one of the Tales from the Crypt previews in Lethal Weapon when they were in Lethal Weapon 2, I think it was. It lethal. No, it was Lethal Weapon. No, was it Lethal Weapon 2? 
It was Lethal Weapon 2. No, I think it was Lethal Weapon 1. Uh, when, but regardless, uh, it was on the TV when uh, they were watching uh, Murtaugh's daughter's uh, commercial, Letter to Find Out was a Condom commercial. Obviously, directed by Dickie D, R.I.P. Dick Donner, executive producer, one of the figureheads that got Tales from the Crypt off the motherfucking ground. But these Tales from the Crypt episodes, one, they're fucking amazing because it's only like they're only like 22, 25 to 25 minutes long. The epic, the epic opening and closing with the fucking Danny Elfman music. And I've always I mean, we'll talk about it right now before we dive into the story of this. Maybe honestly, the greatest one of the greatest, if not the greatest fucking episodic show of all time in my eyes this is like staple of staples for me as a kid like tales from the crypt was like fucking everything for me i was at that like perfect age in the early 90s where like it was always on tv because it ran till 96 or 7 and it just fucking was always on tv uh i remember vividly watching this one um obviously not when it aired because it aired in 89 i was born in 88 but uh, just epic opening going through the going through the um, you know, up to the keeper castle and through the castle. Do you guys have any memories of watching this as a, a kid? Uh, did you guys come like find it later on? Um, I can't be the only one. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys enjoyed it as young, uh, younger lads. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I did, you know, uh, Tales from the Crypt always reminded me of like hanging out with my cousin, my older cousin Dave. Every time I would stay the night at his house or whatever, we'd always be watching those. It was always really fun. Um, so that's it's really nostalgic for me. It's kind of like our generation, and you know, maybe people a little older than us too. Like, kind of, it didn't have as long as a run, but like our kind of darker Twilight Zone, right? Like, oh, yeah. sure. awesome episodic television, like with the horror elements, and then. And like start like we talked about star studded cast and everyone who had their hands involved. So I I mean I think I love Twilight Zone as well, but I think uh obviously this being closer to you know, like you talked about early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, it's just we connect with it a bit more. And you know, the Crypt Keeper just a bit darker, you know what I mean? So but yeah, that's what and you know, me and my brother watch episodes as well, but uh so very nostalgic for me. No, same here as well. You know, growing up, my parents allowed me to watch on HBO. Um, I remember the intro used to, like, scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it was creepy. That, and then for some reason, the intro to the X-Files used to creep me out as well growing up. See, I watched some X-Files growing up, but, like, I was never big on it. But hindsight now, like, I started watching it not that long ago. And that one's a really cool, creepy, like, mid-90s show, like... That one's awesome. Uh, I kind of wish I would have watched it more as a child, but it just wasn't wasn't, yeah. wasn't um, something I was diving into. But what about you? I'm in the, I just want to say really quickly, I'm in the same boat when it comes to the X-Files. Like, I never – I still really have never – and it, which is crazy because it seems like I would love it, but I've never really gave it a shot. And uh, Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. I think it was just a blind spot for a lot of people in our, our yeah. generation. Yeah. But, yeah, BT, I'd like to hear uh, – Obviously, I'm hoping to be part of it, but let's hear your origins. Well, I remember watching Tales from the Crypt a lot with my brother Eric uh, when we were kids. But this particular story, I actually think I saw like the Tales from the Crypt movie version from the 70s yeah, with Joan yeah. Collins. I yeah. think I saw that before I saw this episode. 
surprisingly. That's great. That's great, honestly. That I think feel like it's a little <laughs> underappreciated, you said? Uh, yeah, I said underrated, but yeah, underappreciated oh. for sure. I feel like it's one of those uh I maybe people revisiting that went and maybe discovered it after the show were expecting, you know, like something a little more crypt keepery and yeah. like that. And they didn't get that. So it just never caught steam. But I love that because I discovered that I watched that after it. Uh, I obviously found the, the episodic television show from HBO um, revisit it. Didn't I, at first I was kind of like, I, let that was like oh where's the crypt keep you know being a younger kid you're like where the fuck's crypt keeper but it right. i like that like tonally it's a it's a really cool uh different flick especially for the time i think it was that 72 yeah i think so yeah. i mean yeah it's it's a different tone but they're based off the same comic books so yeah, it's, absolutely it has like the same sort of themes but the first time i remember watching this specific episode at least from beginning to end would be when i bought the the dvd season one on dvd when i was a teenager but i do think i saw the episode before that i just i remember seeing the movie version first yeah it's it's funny i always think these episodes are so long like i think back to like watching them as a kid um and they feel like they're so long when you're a kid and then when you get older you're like wow these are only like 20 25 minutes long like they go by in a flash um, yeah, seriously, like, when you sent us the link to watch the episode, like, I was on my lunch break, and I'm like, this is only 22 minutes long. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was going to be, like, well, 45 minutes. We're so used to watching shows now that are hour, hour and a half episodes that back then, you know, they're pump, everything pumped out was a half hour, so. But sm- small cast, a lot of these, small cast, but often amazing cast, as this one is. It comes in, it gets to the point, because it doesn't have time to fucking flush anything yeah. stupid out. Uh, flushes out what it needs to, uh, gets to the point, has its fun, and gets the fuck out. And that's what I kind of love about this show. Particularly, though, this episode is just so fun. What a fucking holiday fucking treat this is. Uh, we get it open with the Crypt Keeper dressed as fucking Santa. Which uh, is a straight made of nightmares. Like his... Crypt Keeper as... Saying I, you know, uh, a young kid seeing that definitely gonna, they're not sleeping Christmas night, that's for sure. No, Christmas oh, Eve, I should say. So we get him introing it as we all did, all remember. Like, obviously, as time went on, his intros became fucking like thing of like stuff of legend, just like oh, yeah. over the top, like, like you dressed up as stuff, like wearing like a fucking beret smoking like a fucking cigar with a cigar holder fucking type shit like dressed up as elvis like it's just so fun what it turned into it never took itself serious after a certain point um but this is still like the early phases when they were trying to really feel out how they were going to make you know john kazir and the crypt keeper so this is like the earlier stage of what the crypt keeper was but we get the fucking intro the holiday one the concept of this is fucking awesome. It's fucking brilliant. And Fred Decker really knocked it out of the park. And I feel like it's hard. I feel like it would be, it seems like maybe it'd be easier to write something that doesn't have to be that long. That's only, you're going to shoot maybe a couple hours and then you're going to cut it down to 25 minutes. But it seems like it'd be harder to, to figure out how to keep it, you know, the viewers interested while moving so fast. But Mary Ellen Trainer plays this woman. It's Christmas Eve. Marshall Bell plays her like seemingly shitty um 
husband, who she then sticks a fucking fire poker through his head and kills him. And the daughter comes down and doesn't see it, but she sends her back to bed and she kills her fucking husband and then gets on the horn with another lover. And the the phone, the voice on the phone, did anybody realize I, I can't find any any kind of confirmation of who it is, but it sounds like Ed O'Neill. It's yeah, actually Michael. I, I couldn't pin it. Go ahead, BT. Sorry. Who is it? It's actually Michael J. Fox. Is it Michael J. Fox? No, is it I really? Just made that up. I made that oh. up. Oh, you're a son of a bitch. That was good. That was good. You fucking. I was like, because I was trying to find out. Like I was like, I was fucking searching high and low trying to figure out who was on there. It sounds like Ed O'Neill's voice, but um, that's funny because I'm watching. We're watching Married with Children right now. Nice. nice. I think it was Mayor Goldie Wilson. <laughs> not funny I heard it was Billy Zane <laughs> oh yeah honestly um, it could be Ed O'Neill it could be Michael J. Fox he's worked with Robert Zemeckis you know I'm just saying Yeah. or it could be Robert Zemeckis himself I guess I guess we'll right. never know Um. but Larry Dra- Larry Jake Dr- Larry Jake Larry Drake plays the Santa who is an escape mental patient? We, he, if she's getting ready to dump his body outside, or she was gonna, uh, getting ready to try to dispose of the body, you hear the radio lets you know this is a classic, uh, little gimmick storytelling. Uh, the radio is letting you know that an escape mental patient is dressed as Santa and he's fucking on the loose and he's on the prowl and he's fucking nuttier than a fucking squirrel turd, <laughs> and he's out and he's loose and sure as shit. Larry Drake, dressed as the fucking psychotic Santa, shows up, terrorizes her. Um, Larry Drake committed to this fucking role. That's what I like. That's what I love about all the bigger. Larry Drake obviously was a little bit more of a a face actor, but like you have stars throughout this show that are fucking huge, middle of the road, lower tier B actors, uh, A list actors. Every single person that's been on this show commits so hard to whatever character they're playing in the show. And that's what really makes the show what it is, in my eyes. For sure. And if there's anybody listening who has not seen any of the Tales from the Crypt, I you know, I oh, urge God. you to God. I urge you to one watch, but B, just go to IMDP IMDB and t- you know, look up the, the show and look at some of the people that have uh taken play, you know, taken part of it. It's it's really kind of incredible. So like, I say when I say a list of a list actors, there's a lot of like familiar faces that you would 100% recognize. But when I say like a list of a list actors, I truly mean it. Like, like, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, I'm just going to skim through it real quick just so people can get like a, a sense of it. Don, Don Rickles, Demi Moore, uh, Patricia Arquette, uh, there's so many fucking people. Yeah, Adam was, West, uh, you know, Adam West is on an episode. Adam and, West, David Arquette, or, or David Arquette, um, uh, Louis Arquette, uh, Malcolm McDowell, Bo Bridges, Whoopi Goldberg, John Lovitz, uh, a million <laughs> faces that we know and love. Joe Pesci, Treat Williams of Substitute <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Substitute two, three, and four. Yeah, David Warner, Tim Curry, uh, Bill yeah, Baxter, I mean, literally Martin Sheen, 
fucking Ernie Hudson, fucking there's Robert Daltrey, Catherine O'Hare. Like there's so Arnold. There's so many A list of A list actors, especially of the time in the late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, it is. It is amazing that you get the big names like Dick Donner, who obviously uh, worked for um, Paramount or Paramount, excuse me, Warner Brothers um, had a, you know, I don't even know what he had. I think he had like an eight film deal with them at some point. And then obviously it spun off into this where you got, you got him uh, curating with Robert Zemeckis. Uh, It's just, it's just amazing what this show became, but regardless, going back to the, going back to, um, but Walter Hill uh, and Joel Silver, Robert Zemeckis, uh, A.L. Katz. I just wanted to kind of name some more of the producers, some of the heavy hitters that made the show happen. But uh, Larry Drake commits to this role as the psychotic, crazy, rotten to Santa fucking just screaming. Dude, the fucking noise like, he makes. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's total commitment to the role. Um, He's fucking, she's like chopping his fucking hand. Uh, and then she concocts, this is my favorite part of the show or this episode is where she concocts the plan of, well, shit, I'm just going to tell them, I'm just going to tell the police that this crazy motherfucker killed my husband. So she goes out there to stick an ax in his head. The ax that, uh, Larry Drake showed up with stick the ax in his head to make it look like he was murdered with the ax by the crazy rotten tooth scoundrel fucking Larry Drake Santa. Fucking brilliant. Super. I, I also just want to add, too, that it was cool seeing uh, Mary Ellen Trainer in, like, a different... Oh, you know, amazing. we're so used to seeing her as, like, like we said, the mom and, and a lot of movies, you know, Monster Squad and everything and, and everything else. Just not... And this is, like, obviously way out of her wheelhouse that we'll, we usually see, so... And she did a great job with it. Like you said, everyone commits, and she did a really good job playing just, like, this ruthless, uh, you know, obviously killer uh, as well, so... Rolling around in the snow in a little red nightgown. How about that, John? <laughs> Jongo likes. BT, I think you were going to say something, and then you, you went dark. Um, I was going to say something about the A-list cast, but Jesse, was he, he had it covered. Well, how about you? You could, you could add something. I have nothing to add. Jesse covered it all. Understood. But yeah, it's... uh. You know, and, you know, the whole rigmarole running around trying to fucking get away from Larry Drake, the rotten tooth, wild scoundrel Santa fucking. And he ends up getting in the house and the little girl. I don't know why it was super creepy. And you guys can chime in and pretend you're a part of this episode. Um, It's uh, it was super creepy when he was climbing up the the side of the house. And I don't know why when he was like reaching his hand and like the little girl, like, I don't know why it was just like creepy. Like, no, for sure. I mean, well, kids make everything creepier, even when they're, you know, when they're part of almost any scene. But yeah, I mean, I just think the, the idea of, um, in those scenes where they're like, she's calling to Santa and she wants him to come. And it's like the suspense of like not knowing what's next too. You know what I mean? So I just, right. I just think that makes it, that makes it like so much creepier. And every time there's like an innocent child, it's like, you, you know, I think that's kind of what just watching it again. That's was my thought on it. He was a really stupid kid too. Like 
If Santa had blood all over his face and like rotten teeth and he was making weird noises, I would notice that. <laughs> yeah, you would think that. I was kind of creeped out by Santa as a kid in a way. Like I loved Santa because I thought he brought he was real and he brought me gifts. But I never wanted to see him. And I remember Eric, when you were still a kid and you still believed in Santa, you were convinced you saw him at one point. I was a hundred percent, and I'm not. I'll let everyone know. I was a hundred percent not down with Santa or the Tooth Fairy or the yeah. Easter Bunny. When you, when I was you not down with that... any of it. <laughs> uh, when I was young, I was, uh, I was way too. I didn't look at it like some dudes coming in to give me gifts. I was looking at this motherfucker is coming into my fucking house. I'm gonna be awake, and it's just gonna be fucking weird. You've all yeah. heard my. You've all heard my uh, uh, Tooth Fairy story. I felt the fucking same way about Santa. I would stay up all night stressed out. Uh, you know. Anyway, well, uh, no one needed to hear that, but I just thought I would say, yes, I would stay up all night stressed out and fucking hallucinate, think I saw him, and then fucking report back yeah. to BT the next day. Be like, I saw that fucking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you told me you like tried to leave the room. You looked around the corner and you you saw him, but you just saw like the hat part of him. And that f- story freaked me out so much for some reason. I'm like, I don't I know. know how you know this. I don't even know how old we. I mean, we're three Not years apart, but hopefully, yeah. I wasn't like 15 or something. But you weren't. You weren't. And one morning, I remember I woke up on the opposite side of my bed. Like I fell asleep with my head on the pillows, but I woke up with my head like where my feet should be, and I thought Perfect. Santa did it because that pervert. I, <laughs> I was so freaked. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> All right, we're going. We're going off the rails. People don't need to hear how the no, they Tyler do. Brothers were for Santa. I anyway, yeah, I, 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 I fucking love the dude. Sean, some big burly ass bearded dude is gonna fucking roll into your house, fucking eat your cookies, and fucking deliver shit under your tree, and you're just gonna be sleeping in the other room, just fucking. Dude, no. I, was, dude, I used to wake up at fucking three a.m. trying to catch the fucker, and then I was to like open up the gift. Yeah, what, what if I you got? caught him? And he just, I just, I'm telling you, there's a lot of stress in my household for. I you think know. I was I think I was like six or seven and I found the bag of presents that said to Bud from Santa and I was just like man Fuck. that ain't fucking real. Jeez. I was just talking about this at work the other day where I mentioned I feel like everyone remembers the t- when they found out that <laughs> and I hope whoever's listening knows this, but when they found out that Santa is not real, everyone remembers that time, you know. I I wasn't I wasn't like crushed or anything. I was just like, I was like, man, they know what I want, so it's not fucking on Santa anymore. <laughs> so there, don't you can't blame Santa. I was more devastated to find out that pro wrestling was scripted than Santa Claus was fake. So that's my life. Yeah, I mean, those are both the you know I can remember arguing with my father when I was young about pro wrestling, like you know, mostly WCW, but I was like, yes, yeah, Sting, this fucking. This raven follows Sting around, and he just fucking. <laughs> no, just kidding, but yeah, everyone remembers that time again. And in my household, I, I was more stressed than anything. And don't even get me fucking started on the Tooth Fairy. I want to hear this Tooth Fairy story. But the oh, uh... off off uh, off pot, I'll tell you the Tooth Fairy. Unless people want to hear it, write in. Let us know you want to hear the story. I'll tell everyone the, the next story. episode. So the uh, the episode ends with her Mary Ellen Trainer's character looking all over for her daughter finds her to see that she has gotten Santa in the house and starts screaming and Larry Drake's only 
dialogue for the episode. Naughty or nice. Yeah. yeah. Great, great scene. Scene. Amazing. Amazing. So fun. This is such a fun little episode. Like I said, that's the that's the glory of Tales from the Crypt. So brilliant to just get in, get off, get out. It's like bittersweet, like you were talking about, though, where like uh, because the episodes are so short that it's it's really straight. It's really quick to the point, like everything happens so fast, which is a great thing. But then some of these episodes are so good that you almost be you almost want to be like, man, this could be like a whole fucking movie. Like, imagine if they like, I mean, I know we have, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night or whatever, but this could have been a whole thing. You know what I mean? And that's kind of a cool thing to think about as well. So. Well. Uh, closing thoughts uh, for this before we have a little holiday fun. Yeah, for me, I mean, this is obviously anytime they mix any sort of uh, horror with a holiday is always cool. Obviously, most of the time it's Halloween, but when you can get a Christmas, uh, you know, horror element of Christmas, it's really cool. This is one of my favorite episodes, obviously, because it ties in with, uh, you know, Decker and, and Mary Ellen. But yeah, super fun episode. If anybody's never seen Tales from the Crypt, you're crazy and definitely check it out. Um, but like I said, the Twilight Zone of our of our generation, and my only uh, wish was that it would just continue and never stopped, basically. But and an anomaly. Think about it too. You don't see this the stuff like this anymore, right? Like what uh, you know, you don't have like an episodic television show of just all these huge actors uh, doing different stories. It's just something that's you know the the industry. So Masters of Horror, kind of. What's that? That Masters of Horror. Yeah, but even still, how long has that been? That was like what three seasons, two seasons. Yeah, but wh- that's what I mean. But how long has it been? Since, well, once you know, it's not like that's recent. You know what I mean? In my head, it's recent, but yeah, it's like what ten plus years ago. Sixteen years. Two thousand five was the first season. Seven, yeah, so two thousand six, I think. Right? Oh, Jesus! Almost twenty years. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's just it's you know it's such a different industry now, but. Uh... But yeah, that's right. And very one last question about Tales from the Crypt, though. Did you guys ever have any of the action figures growing up? I did. The Tales from the Crypt Keeper action figures from the animated show, correct? And then they yeah. had, and then they had from the show. I had. I mean, I have a mask over there that I picked up. I don't know, probably ten years ago. But I had the little Hawaiian fucking or like the Jamaican uh, Tales from or Crypt Keeper, where he's wearing like a straw hat and like a fucking like a Hawaiian shirt. And nice. And I had the tuxedo one, and I, I also had a tuxedo one. Yeah, I had a bunch of that shit growing up, just because I was obsessed with Tales from yeah. the Crypt. That's right. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have any of that, but um, but yeah, I had the tuxedo one, and I remember uh, our aunt Kathy was babysitting me, and we went for a walk around the high school, which was right. It was right across the street at the time, and I dropped that action figure, and it fell apart. And it was so devastating. Never found the head. Mm-hmm. Never found the head. <laughs> Till this day, it's still there, maybe. You guys, saw, BT, have you two, you guys, I know that Jesse and, and Sean, did you meet John Kazir as well? Yeah, I met John Kazir. No, I know you have, and I know Sean just recently, but Brian, have you? No, I still haven't met him. Yeah, I haven't met him either. Do you guys have any cool stories about meeting him? Or Oh, dude, he's, he's phenomenal. Like... He did like the Crypt Keeper laugh as we're doing like our photo together, and it fucking made me like mark out. <laughs> and you met him at this last Monster Mania in October, right? Yeah, October it was. Was it October? November. 
November, duh. I'm thinking of what was first, what was second. And Jesse, you met him uh, years back at uh, Scarecon, maybe? Yeah, I met him like 10 or 9 or 10 years ago or something like that. Um, He was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I, I, can just, rem- I can remember when you met him as well. I just can't remember which, which con it was. And I, you know, I didn't, uh, I don't ever, you guys know, I don't really punish anybody or go on a big diatribe ever. Uh, I just no, that's no, not not not, that's not in your life. With with guests, I don't. I know we're just like kidding. if I'm meeting like if I'm meeting a guest at a con, like I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like that. Um, but I just uh, I told John Kazir like hey, you know like I have a lot of memories just watching the show. Like the show like helped raise me in a fucked up way, and he was just like he's like. That's what it's all about. And then he just like broke into the Crypt Keeper fucking like uh voice like and stayed in it fucking until I was done with him. Like good dude, really good dude. Uh and uh a fucking one of the most iconic fucking voices of my childhood for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean that laugh is uh an iconic laugh for sure. Well, all right. We're gonna do a little Christmas movie battle. Are y'all ready for this? I'm ready. 100%. Let's just get into it. All right. First up, everyone's got to choose between these two films. This is similar to our battle year, but this is Christmas movie battle. Home Alone versus Home Alone 2. What are you taking? Home Alone. Yeah, I'm going to take Home Alone as well. I'm trying. What did you say? Jen would like to know if she could vote. Yes. Jen? Home Alone. All right, she picks Home Alone as well. It was Home Alone too when I was a kid, but as I get older, I I like the first one so much more. You know, I've changed my vote. Home Alone 2 because Donald Trump's in it. Let's go. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) Jesse, how about you? Uh, same with BT. When I was a kid, it was 100% Home Alone 2. As I've gotten older, it's it's definitely Home Alone. Um, but Home Alone 2 is an amazing sequel. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so great. Yeah. There's so much, like, funny shit in Home Alone 2 that, like, I don't know why. Every fucking time it fucking, like, makes me roll. When fucking he pinches the girl, Kevin pinches the girl's ass in the <laughs> on the corner, and she turns around and Marv just hits her with the well, hello. Like, yeah. it fucking, like, it wrecks me. I would say that the second one, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really tough. The first one is is great, but yeah, the second one does have a lot of, like, legit laugh-out-loud moments that I feel like Marv the first is one. way better in Home Alone 2, though. Uh, Harry, I'm coming up! <laughs> wow, what a hole. Yeah, there's fucking... Oh, Marv's got way more lines in two. Yeah, also when the birds are like attacking him and he sticks his head out and fucking screams <laughs> like yeah. that like it's so good I don't know why when he stealing the fucking mittens or the kids ice skating too fucking <laughs> he's just taking off uh, gloves and he comes over with his guy's hat gloves fucking earmuffs alright next one the classic animated Grinch that we all know and love versus the 2000 Ron Howard Grinch starring Jim Carrey the, the, the Ron Howard Grinch. What was? What'd you say, BT? It was a joke. I said the mean one. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the animated version because I've never seen the Jim Carrey version from beginning to end. Dude, you got it. Well, I was, supposed to, I was supposed to see it with my dad when it was in theaters, but it was like a packed screen because we went on... We went on Thanksgiving, the night of Thanksgiving. So instead, we saw Little Nicky, which <laughs> solid backup. Yeah, I would um, trade that experience for the world. But actually, Dad wanted to see the Grinch more. I was the one who wanted to see Little Nicky, and I would the... say that uh, I would pick. Uh, it's tough, but I would pick Jim. I would pick the Jim Carrey. Uh, I would pick that. I think uh, just because it's. I feel like it has the rewatchability for me more. You know what I mean? I yeah. Think, I, I uh, yeah, one hundred percent for several reasons. One, they wanted to paint Jim Carrey just green and have green flesh. Right. Rick, Rick Baker is the one that convinced them and said, "Listen, I'm gonna make the Grinch outfit and show you. If we can't do it this way, I won't be a part of it." He did the makeup and he has the videos he posts every Christmas where he did the test makeup in the Grinch uh, makeup in the full costume getup, and he did the screen test for Universal. And honestly, we'll never get something that has that kind of level of, obviously there's a lot of CGI in it, but you'll never get that kind of practical effects in um, a Grinch adaptation ever again. No, no, with, with the cool whimsical uh stuff that they did with the CGI where it wasn't over the top but it was fun and it didn't take you out of the movie. It's a fucking masterpiece. So yeah, two thousands Ron Howard's the Grinch starring Jim Carrey one hundred percent. I think I'm gonna watch this movie from beginning to end. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Plus I love the fact that Jim Carrey fucking trained with the CIA to fucking handle like the makeup uh you know process. Yeah. Yep. Bang. So now we're going into our Christmas horror here. Silent Night, Deadly Night versus 2015's Krampus. I'm going to go with Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'm going to go with Krampus. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's tough. You got a classic 80s, maybe the most classic 80s um christmas horror movie and then the most recent classic yeah and they're kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum you know what i mean about like the genre like within the genre that's tough for me i don't don't mean to tell you what to do with your job but i would have paired silent night deadly night with black christmas and i would have paired krampus with like gremlins but this is more challenging well that's what i was going for yeah i would go uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, just pure based off of, yeah, I would probably do that just off of nostalgia and, and kind of classic and, uh, you know. Yeah, I'll, nice. this one was really hard for me. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Krampus. And I, it was really hard because I love Silent Night, Deadly Night so much. Good turn your back Jesse. on the and eh? Jesse, we agree on something. Yeah, I know. Krampus. Krampus. Well, also, we agreed on Home Alone. We all agreed on Home Alone. Keep the fire hot. All right. Here it is. Black Christmas versus Gremlins. Just mm. not... Let's hear it. Got a Gremlins. Yeah, I'm with, the Gremlins. 
Gremlins. See, I'm it's gonna... fun. it's every time we do this, I feel like the one I don't pick. I'm so programmed to think, oh, I didn't pick that, so that means I hate it. But <laughs> you you pumped out of my head. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's go my job is done here. <laughs> I'm gonna go Gremlins. Yeah, Black Christmas both... amazing. They're amazing. both perfect. Yeah, but if. Okay, but if Black Christmas, if you replace the main character with Gizmo, but it was the same movie, I'd pick Black Christmas. <laughs> Gizmo's getting fucking prank phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going much. Black Christmas. Really? See, that actually surprises me. I, you surprised me with the last two because I figured you were going to pick Silent Night, Deadly Night, and then I thought you were going to pick Gremlins over Black Christmas. That's interesting. Well, I feel like. Black Christmas, we owe a lot to. We owe a lot to for... For sure. I mean, I think it's kind of an unsung, you know, it doesn't get the always get the credit it deserves, but... Now, I feel like this is going to be a landslide, but I couldn't think of anything comparable to compare to it, but Christmas <laughs> Vacation versus Christmas Story. I think it's, it's fair to say we're all going Christmas Vacation. No, I mean, 100% I am, yeah, for sure. Uh-oh. Brian? Brian? So, what I've recently discovered that might surprise you is that I actually prefer a Christmas story... No. Christmas Vacation 2. Like, better. The one that... um. No, I'm just kidding. It's obviously Christmas Vacation. Like, obviously. Christmas Vacation. A Christmas Story, I think, is a great film that I've never seen... From beginning to end. Have you I've watched seen... uh, A Christmas Story Christmas? I haven't yet. I, no, no, not yet. I want to rewatch. I want to watch the original from beginning to end first. Like I've seen. I feel like I've seen A Christmas Story a million times. But it's like I've seen it in segments. Like technically. I've seen it in like. The order Tarantino would put it in. Because I've seen like the middle of it. And then I'd see the beginning. And then I'd see the end. Like I've Here's never. The, sat down do you fall asleep watching like the. TNT 24 hour marathon you just like wake That's, up I'm telling you I've watched I've watched that movie probably just part portions of it the last 20 years just like incrementally 25 yeah. years been on TNT like they put it on there probably I don't know late 90s they started doing that 24 yeah. hour I feel like, like I, so- I seriously still fall asleep Christmas Eve to TNT like yeah did, did we already talk about did I miss did we talk about the sequel to that Christmas did, anybody watch, did anybody watch the sequel to Christmas Story? Yeah, I did. Not like Christmas Story Two or Christmas Story Christmas. Christmas Story Christmas. Christmas Story Christmas. I don't. Yeah, I, I watched that the day after Thanksgiving. It was good. I enjoyed. It had a really good story behind it. Yeah, I thought it was like the first like ten minutes. I was like ready to turn it off, but we stuck through it. I mean, it was okay. I just thought it was like kind of unnecessary. All sequels are unnecessary. All right. Not true. Not true. All right. This is this is the one I I unfortunately think I'm going to be alone with, and it breaks my heart um, because I feel like there's a little bit of disrespect going on with what my pick will be. But for our final face-off holiday battle, movie battle, mm. Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. Tie. So I've only seen Lethal Weapon once, so Die Hard is. I'm gonna go with the Lethal Weapon. Actually, I'm a, I'm more of a Lethal Weapon fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Brian? BT's mute. Where the fuck did he go? Uh, he's, he's feeling I'm his cup. trying to pee. I answered already. I said it's a tie. There can you be can't no... tie. He's peeing again. Well, I mean, it's no surprise if you know my love for Lethal Weapon. It's Lethal Weapon, hands down, 10 times over, 20 times over, 50 times over. Yeah, it's a better, better, um, better franchise as well. I've seen well, Die. I've seen Die Hard more, honestly. When was the last time you watched Lethal Weapon, Brian? I don't. Around the time where I was trying to be like a bigger action movie fan, so I was watching a lot of Lethal Weapon, Die Hard. Um, Brian hates um, Mel Gibson. So wait, wait, wait. No disrespect to either franchise as far as them being action films because or action franchises because they are. But if you're ever truly going to try to get involved with action films, talk to talk to me and I will send you <laughs> I will send you the cream of the crowd. Okay, yeah, Mr. Action <laughs> Movie Aficionado. I'm just saying, I know one time I tried to put in Kickboxer and you broke your television. You know why I broke my television? Because, because you, were you threw to a fucking water bottle at me for fucking putting on Kickboxer. No. Guys, listen, Eric. I broke several TVs in the course of a week. Jesse, you know, I have to tell the actual story. He put in Kickboxer, and then he didn't like my level of enthusiasm. So he tried to take it out. And I'm like, no, don't take it out. I want to see the movie. And he's like, no, you don't want to see it. You're not excited. I'm going to take it out. And I'm like, Jesse, stop. I want to watch the movie. He wouldn't stop. So, yes, I, I threw a remote at him, and it hit the TV and stuff. But it was because he was trying to take Kickboxer out of the DVD player. Can you then, though, explain that you then, at another instance, at that same month, threw a water bottle at the ground and then it ricocheted and and then broke another TV? I cannot confirm that because that actually happened before. And it was not the same month. It was the same year. Maybe. It 100% was. It was within the same year. I don't know if it was the same year. BT, are you okay with telling the listeners how many TVs you've broken? Two. (laughs) Is it two or is it three? Well, I have another TV that has a dead pixel, but it's not completely broken. Also, How to get the dead pixel? (laughs) Because I was holding my remote and I went to unplug it and when I unplugged it, the remote went into the TV because I pulled too hard. Have you guys ever broken a TV? I have not. Jesse? I don't think I have. No. BT's always pulling too hard. This is an excuse for everything. Sean, you've broken a TV, right? I sure have. How'd you do that? Did the Patriots Uh, lose? I'll tell you when the uh, cameras aren't rolling. Yeah, I don't want to know. All it takes is you need to have emotional and anger problems. Okay, I'll tell you, sorry. So I got into a fight with my ex-girlfriend. I picked up my clothes basket and I fucking whipped out the TV. Oh, wait. Or... I thought you were... Were you okay, in a... Fucking... You're in a fucking goddamn hardcore match? Why would you fucking... <laughs> why would you whip that at... Of all the places to throw it, why at the TV, you think? I just threw it and I didn't realize it was in the direction of my TV. Oh, what the... about when... Shane Red. Team lost and then... I Okay, I was thinking of something else. 
One time you, I was playing Sean at Madden and he beat me and he ran in a big touchdown, so I knocked over a bunch of shoe boxes. <laughs> it scared just me for life. Just thought I would tell that story. And listeners, even though most of you are probably uh, sports fans, for those that aren't, this is why we aren't sports fans. People get way too dramatic. Yeah, BT, I've never broken anything during a game at all. BT, don't judge something you don't understand. I'm not judging. I've broken things too out of, you know, anger or like, please, I want to watch Kickboxer, but <laughs> sports. I thought it was entertainment, but apparently it's just a whole way of life. When I'm dead and gone, you'll think about Kickboxer and remember that you broke a fucking TV all because I got you riled up. Because you tried to take it out and I wanted to see it. And when I did see it, I enjoyed it. Although, geez, you know. Well, I'm passionate. You're passionate. We're all passionate. Happy fucking holidays. You can check us out on Spotify and uh, Wait, Apple. Wait, no. Yeah, Apple. Not yet. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> I have one more. Um, this versus this. Okay, you fucking you're host of the show now. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Right? I mean, why not? <laughs> Just kidding. Fucking what is it? <laughs> um, surviving Christmas versus Christmas with the cranks. Ooh, oh, good one. I mean, Christmas. Surviving Christmas, hundred percent. That's a. Uh... Maybe the most un- one of the most underrated Christmas movies. Ah, <laughs> uh, seriously. Okay, um, James Gandolfini Chris- still eating the fucking salami. Like Christmas with the Cranks versus um, Deck the Halls. Which one's Deck the Halls again? That's the it's one with Matthew Broderick and Danny Vito. Oh, that's I'm, I, I would say Christmas with the Cranks over How many fucking, fucking Deck the Halls. We're talking Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick versus Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen. It's really tough. And I'm, but I'm going to give it to Christmas with the Cranks purely because uh, Cheech Marin and Jake Busey play cops in that movie. That's it. And and Dan Aykroyd's in it, too. Oh, yeah, and Dan Aykroyd. And the kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Did uh, did anyone pick up the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, 4, and 5 pack from Vestron? I did, I did not. not. Got it in the mail today, folks. Got it in the mail today. Can we get together and watch some of them? What indeed, Henry? What indeed? Yes. <laughs> All right. I, you can end the podcast now if you want. I got one more. Oh, All okay. right. I really I don't, actually. Elf versus... Um, Ghostbusters 2. Let's see. <laughs> John, they were playing uh, on your Bobby Brown on your own and fucking TJ Maxx the other day. Fuck yeah. And I was like, hey, this is kind of, it kind of is a Christmas song. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call it Ghostbusters. Great song. Batman Returns. Oh, I forgot Batman Returns. Batman Returns for sure. Batman Returns versus what? Itself. Elf. (laughs) Batman Returns. Batman Returns, so quotable. Oh, yeah. Well, pretty, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it's very. It is very cool. Another All Star cast. We're getting way off, but this was a fun app. Yeah, this what other Christmas one. stuff do you guys got to add? Anything? What else? Wait, we should do another Christmas episode next Did week. Did you guys give me good things for Christmas? We could tell the listeners what you guys got me. How about that? No, you got to actually fucking come to New York. You want your Christmas presents, pal? I'm trying. I, I got you a bottle of tequila and a carton of. <laughs> 
Marlboro Smooths. <laughs> is Marlboro Smooths a real thing? It's it the is. first cigarette brand I thought of, but yeah. Is that a menthol? Yeah, it's like, it's like a menthol. How the Sean, fuck don't do be you know, Sean? Just fiberglass in those, you sick John's fuck. out here with all his fucking Marlboro Miles getting another I used to sell them at Price Chopper. Yeah, I bet you used to sell them. Did you sell them to fucking... miners at a gas station? Yeah, it was clerks. Isn't that why you got fired that one time? Yep. Is there also like a marble crush where like the fucking menthol like little beads inside the fucking filter? Yeah, I've smoked that before. So there's like a little thing that you crush in the filter and then it becomes menthol. It's what you buy if you smoke a regular cigarette, but you're sharing with people that smoke menthol. Jesse, I am so sorry. You can edit all this out. <laughs> I'm leaving it. I don't edit shit. <laughs> this is, yeah, I don't want to be on a pod that associates with known druggers smoking those we, sticks, you know? we don't condone smoking, and the um, National Guard, the no. Surgeon General. Surgeon um, General, yeah. The, what? Would, advi- the would advise you not to. <laughs> the National Guard, Citizen Soldier, by three doors down. All right, now it's really time to go. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely time to go. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do another holiday episode. And of course, after Christmas, we have our top lists, top movies, top albums. We're going to do that episode. That'll be a fun year wrap episode. I'm interested. That's going to be. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, That'll be fun. So we're going to do that one after Christmas. And that one's going to be wild. So maybe we'll do another holiday Christmas episode. And if not, that'll be our next episode is the our tops of uh, 2022. So we'll see you fucking then. Check us yeah. out on Spotify and Apple and fucking we're on Instagram and Twitter, Hard Guy Media. Check us the motherfucker out. Uh, it's been the Sight and Sound Podcast. Uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Merry Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you're celebrating, celebrate hard, celebrate fast, celebrate long. And we'll see you next week.